despite the pandemic, we're still seeing this, uh, just about the same amount of violence. You would think because of the pandemic that the violence would kind of calm down, but in my, my opinion, it's getting worse. Every week I was going to a funeral. I just couldn't believe it. I'm Dr. Lisa Fitzpatrick, founder of Grapevine Health and your host of the Grapevine Health Podcast, a podcast highlighting stories, health insights, and experiences of community members. We started this podcast because too often discussions and decision-making about health and the healthcare system don't include perspectives from the people we serve. So listeners, if you have a personal story or an experience from working in the community or on the front lines of healthcare, Contact us, and we might have you on the show. Our guest today is Miss Joanna Hardy. Hi, Miss Hardy. Hello, hello. How you doing? Great. It's so nice of you to agree to be one of our first guests on the Grapevine podcast. Um, I know you do a lot of work in the community, uh, particularly with young people and why don't you just take a, a minute or so and explain to people who you are and what you do in the community? Yes, yes. And um, thanks again for having me um, on this show. Honored to be here. But my name is Miss Hardy, and they call me Miss Hardy DC. And I run an organization called Guns Down Friday, and we provide resources to communities affected by youth homicide, suicide, and mental health illness. Wow, that's wonderful. And about how many youth are you working with right now? Well, it's a summer program. And as you know, our mission is to educate each other about health because trusted health information in a lot of our communities is through word of mouth or on the grapevine. So I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love to hear what you, in general, what are some of the things you hear in the community related to health that concern you? Well, as this COVID has really changed the game. So um, I've been seeing, a, you know, I, I attend a lot of funerals uh, with my organization and uh, recently, there's been a lot of visuals, um, and I just I haven't seen safe uh, practicing distancing, social distancing, and the violence is still running rapid. You would think because of the pandemic that the violence would kind of calm down, but in my my opinion, it's getting worse. So um, the the health in in the community it needs to be addressed and it needs some change. What do you think is driving the spike in violence? I don't know if it's really a spike. I always say history repeats itself. And, you know, when I talk to my uncle and when I, um, my uncle grew up in Washington, D.C., when I talk to people like my uncle, he went through the same stuff growing up. So I don't, you know, sometimes the numbers go up, sometimes they go down, but I think this is the norm for our community, which is uh, sad to say. That is, and I know there are a lot of effort. There are a lot of efforts out there to try and curb gun violence, particularly in our youth. But listening to you, it sounds as if those things aren't working. Um, why do you well, think I, that is? I wouldn't say they're not working. I, it's not enough people. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of violence going on, and it's the same people doing the work. 
So, you know, it's really, it's tough to, like, I'm, I'm at a visual now, and it's the same people doing the work, working with these kids, and we can't do it alone. So I just feel like the community, you know, we as a people, we're doing what we're supposed to do for the community. So, you know, if, if our neighbors, like, for example, they're having a party today, and everybody from the neighborhood, they got money together to have a, you know, a nice gathering for the community. I just wish other neighborhoods will, will follow that. Mm-hmm. So, And then the music, the music doesn't make it any better. So, you know, it, the, the music plays a big big part. It's, it's just a lot. Say more Say more about that. What do you mean the music? Um, what specifically about the music and what kind of music are you talking about? It's just the, the stuff the kids you listen to, it's just, it promotes gun violence and it, it make, makes it cool. So I, I think that they listen to this stuff and they, they think it's real and they don't see the, the effects behind, you know, carrying a strap or, uh, you know, doing those things that the songs yeah, I think that that has a really big part to play in it. So there's been a debate about this issue for a long time, whether it's music or television, movies, uh, because in in our country especially, there's a lot of vi- violence is promoted in the entertainment industry, and yeah. so there are people on the other side of your argument that say this is um, this isn't real, or it's fantasy, or it's entertainment. And it's not contributing to to what actually happens in real life. But you're saying mm-hmm. that you think it plays a big part. So how would you counter their argument? Yeah, I think it plays a big part. I think music plays... And, and I don't think it's just one thing that plays a part. I think it's a, a series of different things. Like, when I hear you talk, I think about the movie, uh, the documentary they had called In the Water. And... Um, you know, that, that's Prince George's County, and over here in Ward 8 is a little different, and we're right next door. You know, they say it's because we we have a lot of boys and girls. Well, they have it in D.C. too, but we had a lot of boys and girls clubs, a lot of different resources to, you know, help us in our community. And I, like I said, I just don't feel like those resources are are everywhere. So if you had, if you were in charge and you had an unlimited budget, well, to a point, I mean, that really is a fantasy, isn't it? Having an unlimited yeah, budget. Know, but, right? but if you were in charge, what would you do? What would your strategy be? I would really equip the people in the neighborhood. There's so many heroes in these neighborhoods that I go into. Um, I would really equip them to help their community because I, I feel like money is given to wrong the wrong people. So when it's given to the right people for the the right mission, I think that will would really really help. And how so that's would, where it start? Yeah, how would you train these neighborhood heroes? What do uh, they need help with? Um, you mean currently? Like- sure. So again, you're in charge, and you can you can implement your strategy. So your strategy would be. It sounds like to identify neighborhood heroes or people who are already trusted and working in the community. So what what do you think they need to be ready? They they need uh, training and money to. Okay, when I think of when you say ask that question, I think of a young lady. Her name is Eric. We're having a party today. You know, she would love to be. So she does stuff for her community all the time. She's been running around buying stuff buying food, buying uh, balloons, just kind of that plug for the community. If she was equipped, if she was trained, if she got paid to do what she was doing, and the people already know her, she grew up in the community, I 
I believe it would just make a big difference. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to pivot a little bit and talk uh, talk about how we first met and then get your perspectives on um, an issue related to this conversation. So we first met when we were filming um, a short about um, a film short about gun violence and the effect on mental health. And, and in that interview, I remember you saying uh, something like you encountered more uh, stress and PTSD when you came home because you have a military background, right? Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about that and, and how you think we should, how you think that's playing into what you're seeing um, today related to COVID. Yeah. I say the streets of uh, the war was worse than um, the streets of DC. Um, it was very organized in the war. So when I came home and I saw everything that was going on, it just blew my mind. Um, just how everything was ran and how people were handling situations. Oh, yeah. Do you have an example? Of, for, of what? When you say how people were, what you saw when you came back to the community and how people were handling situations. Well, like I said, I'm from PG County. So I didn't know what was going on right next door to me. I had went to a funeral of a young lady named Stormaya Jackson. She had committed suicide. So I, when I went to the visual and got more info, um, I found out it was due to negligence um, of the school. So after that funeral, it was another one the next week. And the next week, every week I was going to a funeral. And I just couldn't believe it. I just, I just couldn't believe. It. And then, you know, just trying to get money together for a funeral, just the, you know, the little things that I felt like they shouldn't have to worry about. Yeah. So when I seen how, how crazy it was, it just really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. It really broke my heart. And you also talked about the need for uh, uh, support for mental health in the community. Can you say a little bit about that? What do you think is needed? Oh, yeah. When I came home from war, I was in I, took, I was in therapy for two years. And if it wasn't for that therapy, I don't think I would be where I was today. Uh, and I just think about all the families that's going through what they go through that's not getting the, the proper help that they need. You know, I talk to kids that witness the same exact things I witnessed in the military, you know, seeing people shot and killed right in your face. But they have to live through this every day without those resources. Wow, that's incredible. Well, I, I just have one more, one more question for you, and it's related to um, the healthcare system in general. And one of the things we want to do with this podcast is to hear directly from members of the community about how we change uh, healthcare in this country. I'd like to know if you could change one thing about the healthcare system in the United States, what would it be? Um, I would say more like I do, I suffer with PTSD and they don't offer a lot of natural remedies. I had to really search to find the proper healing for me because they wanted to load me with medication when all I really needed was um, group therapy. I ended up doing group therapy and it worked so, so much. So if I could change anything in the health world, it would be, you know, to not prescribe so many uh, medications and do more natural, natural healings. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, is there anything yeah. else you want to share with us today before we let you go? I just want to say rest in peace to Maurice Scott. I'm, it's funny. I'm sitting outside of his mural now. He was shot and killed at uh, 10.30, 10.20 today last year coming out of, he was 15, coming out of a grocery store. Not grocery store, a mini mart. So I just want to say more, rest in peace to Maurice Yes, thank you for that. And it's yes. really incredible that despite the pandemic, we're still seeing this uh, just about the same amount of violence um, yeah. that we were pre-pandemic, uh, which definitely gives us something to think about and work on. So mm-hmm. thank you for all of your work. And uh, we look forward to continue collaboration with you, Miss Hardy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. You too. That was Miss Joanna Hardy, Prince George's County resident, who's the founder of Guns Down Friday, an effort to reduce gun violence in youth in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for listening to the Grapevine Health Podcast. Our producer is Nicholas Elias. Please like us on social media. You can find us at Grapevine Health on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Health Grapevine. Until next time, I'm Dr. Lisa, signing off.